All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of the All Around Growth Podcast. My name is Rob Kaiser, and I am your host. Today is Monday, December 12th, 2022, and this is episode number 483 of a show where we actively work to find and fulfill our purpose in life, a show where we talk about a variety of topics generally focused on what I call all-around growth, a show that continues to grow and change and evolve uh, just like you and me. And since today is Monday, we're going to stick with the old standard, a Homestead weekend recap show. And following the Homestead update, I'm going to update you guys on some additional changes to the show. And there will also be some discussion about the fourth industrial revolution. That's right. Uh, specifically, I have some thoughts um, regarding some recent things that I've uh, some things that I've read recently in the book. And, um, you know, we'll take a look at that in uh, just a moment. But before we do so, we're going to just take a moment to give our sponsors a shout out because if it wasn't for the sponsors, this show wouldn't be happening in the first place. And it most certainly wouldn't be happening in the way that it is now in video and live streaming. And uh, the reason why it's happening in video format and live streaming is because Food Forest Farms is a supporter of the show and encouraged us to bring it to new platforms and is helping us do so. And Food Forest Farms is the home of Air Roasted Specialty Coffee, a fun hip camp, and a cozy Airbnb. So definitely check out everything that's going on at Food Forest Farms and give them a little love for giving us a little love. And the show is also sponsored today by York Meadow Farm, where we produce handcrafted batches of probiotic-rich fermented foods and natural bath and body products scented with pure essential oils. The discount code for listeners and viewers still applies. It's all around growth at checkout. And, you know, there's still plenty of time for orders to get out and arrive in time for the holidays. So check it out, yorkmeadowfarm.com. And speaking of York Meadow Farm, that brings us to the Homestead Update, where, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit different to get into a Homestead Update, like a weekend recap update, when there's no market. And there was no market this past weekend on Saturday, December 10th. The last market was on last Saturday, December 3rd, and we talked about that extensively in episode number 478, the Homestead Weekend Recap and Look Ahead, where we were talking about the rest of the week last week and, you know, kind of alluding to what we were going to get into today, which has changed slightly. We're modifying the Homestead recap update and adding to that. But uh, as far as markets are concerned, we have two coming up on this Saturday, the 17th. We will be at the 
Boyert's Christmas Market at Boyert's Farm and Greenhouse. And also, we will be present at Richardson's Market, the winter market that's happening at Richardson Farms. My mom and dad will be over there at Boyert's, and I will be holding down the fort at Richardson's. So if you want to learn more about those events, then by all means, check out yorkmeadowfarm.com. And more specifically, uh, at this point in time, I would say York Meadow Farm on social media where those events will be listed and promoted uh, more heavily. So elsewhere and otherwise on the homestead, we know that there has been some work going on around here with regard to the internet infrastructure and the improvements that have been made there. Many thanks to my brother for uh, assisting with that and helping make that happen. Um, and in doing that, that has led to a lot of thought and discussion about other projects, either unfinished or unstarted and you know a lot of a lot of a lot of wheels turning a lot of gears grinding about that and um so that's been that's been happening lately a lot of dialogue about that and that and and that's a lot to cover in a simple homestead update but just the fact that that's been happening is uh an update in and of itself but basically, you know, we're, we're, we're looking to grow the fermented food operation in 2023 um, and grow the homestead in general, which encompasses a lot. But for me, that will require some repurposing of time, which we're going to talk about soon in the podcast update. And, you know, elsewhere on the homestead, Winter is just around the corner, but not quite. Uh, there's a lot of activity next door to the west of us with the neighbor, the new neighbor who is actively working that uh, that piece of land that he bought. It's a long story short, it was a 30 acre parcel that was split into three in the back half of it, most of which is wooded remains as it is uh, with a 40 foot access strip dividing our property and the, the neighbor. And uh, we've, we've never even met the landowner there. So, um, you know, we presume and hope that it's going to stay that way, but the, the, the neighbor is, and, and the, the, that 30 acre parcel had a, a pretty significant elevation change throughout it. Um, resulting in a kind of a swale that went down towards the road and then drained into Mallet Creek, uh, which is where we are. We're in the Mallet Creek watershed. And on that 7.75 acre parcel that he's got in the back, oh, probably three quarters of it, he's clearing out, a, not clearing out, but um, leveling out a large platform um, level building space for his home site. And, uh, you know, the guys, I don't think it's Teddy that's actually out there working it. I think it's a contractor out there on the dozer, 
Uh, I haven't talked to the guy, but it doesn't look like Teddy. So I'm just kind of leaving him alone and letting him do his work. But he's out there working a lot because, yeah, like I said, winter is right around the corner. And that's something that he's got to get done because I'm sure they're trying to, you know, get built as soon as possible. And the more they can get done now, the sooner they can, you know, get back to it in the springtime when the weather breaks after winter. Um. You know, lots of lots of wind at this time of year as we're going into winter. Cody is struggling with that, like a lot of uh, small market growers. And but in general, everything looks awesome up there. Cody does a great job despite all the challenges and the structures that we have that are they're not. You know, the, the 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 big high tunnel has settled over time and it makes buttoning up some of the sides a little challenging. And hopefully next year as we work together, we can look at making some improvements. And it I don't know, it 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 it, it a, a lot of this, you know, in preparation for that is making me think about what I've done over the past uh few years and you know, I did what I did, which was largely focus on my career uh, five years ago and, and do that in an effort to get out of debt and work on all the projects that were going on there. And then things changed really around the pandemic time in a lot of ways for a lot of reasons. And ultimately, I left in May due to conflicting interests on the direction that the department I managed should, should go. And so over the past six months, there's been you know, there's been a, a, a lot, but, you know, more on that later. Um, you know, just just lots of stuff thinking about as we talk about getting more involved with the market garden. And, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to, you know, just not just, you know, being of service um, and and helping Cody much like much like Dave does. And some other guys that that Cody's had working with him over this past season. So, uh, it, yeah, it's just going to be nice to be of service and work in exchange for some of the food that nourishes me. You know, there was also a lot of family time recently on the homestead last weekend. Uh, this week, just, you know, getting things prepared for the holidays and with, you know, mom and dad, and that's nice. And this past weekend, you know, it, it, it wasn't just time with mom and dad. It was mom and dad and my sister and my brother and nieces and nephew and brother-in-law, sister-in-law. You know, it's all happening. And I'm very much enjoying life in this moment. It, it's, 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 it's awesome. My family is something that I value deeply. And it's also something that I wish to commit more time to. Um, my work and my community are also important to me and deserve my best efforts. And part of my work is this podcast, which is a perfect segue into the podcast update. And as far as the podcast update goes... Um, I, I think it's time to, I guess, for lack of a better term, have a little bit of real talk. 
like I said, I've been doing a lot of thinking lately. And even this morning, as I was going through the process of assembling these show notes and thinking about how I would approach this uh, upcoming, you know, or this whole show in general, I, I found myself even thinking about you know, simple things like the introduction to the show, like this morning, specifically the lines that read something to the effect of a show where we talk about a variety of topics, generally focused on what I call all around growth. And the use of the word we is just one of many things that's kind of been weighing on my mind. And, um, and since I brought it up, you know, allow me to expand on this for a moment. And there's, there's a, there's a couple things actually. Um, you know, I talk about we, because part of the idea, goal and objective was to, you know, not just have this be like the Rob Kaiser show, but connect and network with people who are all trying to engage in this thing that ultimately were started off and became all around growth. And we're all, we, we all, we, many of us have very similar goals and objectives in life, but with the exception of three episodes where there was interviews it's largely been me talking about a variety of topics generally focused on what I call all around growth. And not that there is anything inherently wrong with that, but it was kind of like the nuance and the wording that just made me think about things a little bit. And secondarily, you know, due to some inspiration from fellow audience members and some of the reading that they are doing, and not just audience members, but other communities that I'm involved with, you know, there's a lot of, of people doing book clubs, right? And, you know, shout out to Rachel for the work that she's doing with the book clubs that, you know, she's working in and with, and they're very cool with several different communities. And um, I would really just encourage you to, uh, you know, if you're interested in books like Lean Farm, that was one that they just wrapped up. And I believe they will be getting into One Straw Revolution by Masanobu Fukuoka. And they, they go through and work through books like this and have discussions about it. And um, I have participated in one in the past on Lean Farm. It's a fun time and it's a great way to engage in, you know, you know, community with, with people that you might not be able to um, engage with otherwise. So if you want to find out more about what Rachel's doing with her book clubs, uh, then, you know, well, check out Rachel at rewilderlife.com and then join the telegram group at t.me slash all around growth and engage directly with her so you can find out where you know, she's doing all the things that she's doing because quite frankly, it's awesome. But start with rewilderlife.com and the Modern Homesteading Podcast, which she co-hosts with uh, Harold Thornbro. Shout out, Harold. What's up? Um, you know, so yeah, 
in large part because of all of the talk about books and reading books and doing all this, I decided to make a point recently to spend a bit of time each day reading. And, you know, not a lot of time, but I figured I could squeak in 10, 15 minutes or so. And that's easy enough to do. And then really when I spent some time introducing the dogs to one another and bringing Toby over to the cabin so he could, you know, play, I guess, for lack of a better term with Lexi and bring Lexi over here into the office. So the two of them could, you know, just get accustomed to one another. Uh, having the dogs spend more time together was a, uh, and is a good thing to do. And initially while they're still getting accustomed to each other, I, I kind of have to keep an eye on them because Toby is a little younger than Lexi and, uh, is a little bit less, um, well-mannered for lack of a better term. So I thought, well, this would be a good time to just, you know, catch up on some reading. And that's, that's what I've been doing over the past few weeks is I've been introducing the dogs to one another. So, uh, so what, you know, what, what am I reading? Um, I, that's a valid question, but I've got like seven or eight different books that I have started over the past year or so that, you know, I'm, I'm, I've, I've read some, I'm at various points in and that's, uh, you know, quite frankly, guys, that's annoying. It, it, it makes me feel like I've got a lot of loose ends. And so I decided to pick one of them and simply read it to completion. And the book that I decided to check off the list was this book, the fourth industrial revolution by Klaus Schwab. Don't mind the, uh, I'm not sure what kind of stains these are. I believe it's maple syrup. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've linked to this book in the show notes. And for those of you who are unaware of this book, I will go ahead and provide some additional context on it right now. Uh, the inside cover of the book and the description on Amazon and other major booksellers reads as follows. World-renowned economist Klaus Schwab, founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, explains that we have an opportunity to shape the fourth industrial revolution, which will fundamentally alter how we live and work. Schwab argues that this revolution is different in scale, scope, and complexity from any that we have come before. Characterized by a range of new technologies that are fusing the digital, physical, and biological worlds, the developments are affecting all disciplines, economies, industries, and governments, and even challenging ideas about what it means to be human. Now, this may sound a little interesting and... Um, You know, shout out to Scramlin who has uh, made it. Glad to see you. Um, and and yeah, you know the the introduction of the book may not sound very interesting, but what I wanted to do was share a bit of an audio sample from Amazon from the uh, 
from the Um, but, uh, due to the lack of stream, which appears to be back now, this is fodder for conversation on running a direct line from where we have placed the router up and down and hardwiring the workstation on which I am streaming from so that future connectivity can be more stable. All right. So with that said, you know, we're going to go ahead and provide a little bit more context on the book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, by listening to an audio sample. And hopefully this turns out okay. And I look forward to feedback from you, Brian. The word revolution denotes abrupt and radical change. Revolutions have occurred throughout history when new technologies and novel ways of perceiving the world trigger a profound change in economic systems and social structures. Given that history is used as a frame of reference, the abruptness of these changes may take years to unfold. The first profound shift in our way of living, the transition from foraging to farming, happened around 10,000 years ago and was made possible by the domestication of animals. The agrarian revolution combined the efforts of animals with those of humans for the purpose of production, transportation, and communication. Little by little, food production improved, spurring population growth and enabling larger human settlements. This eventually led to urbanization and the rise of cities. The agrarian revolution was followed by a series of industrial revolutions that began in the second half of the 18th century. These marked the transition from muscle power to mechanical power, evolving to where today, with the fourth industrial revolution, enhanced cognitive power is augmenting human production. The first industrial revolution spanned from about 1760 to around 1840, Triggered by the construction of railroads and the invention of the steam engine, it ushered in mechanical production. The second industrial revolution, which started in the late 19th century and into the early 20th century, made mass production possible, fostered by the advent of electricity and the assembly line. The third industrial revolution began in the 1960s. It is usually called the computer or digital revolution, because it was catalyzed by the development of semiconductors, mainframe computing, 1960s, personal computing, 1970s and 80s, and the internet, 1990s. Mindful of the various definitions and academic arguments used to describe the first three industrial revolutions, I believe that today we are at the beginning of a fourth industrial revolution. It began at the turn of this century and builds on the digital revolution. It is characterized by a much more ubiquitous and mobile internet, 
by smaller and more powerful sensors that have become cheaper, and by artificial intelligence and machine learning. Digital technologies that have computer hardware, software, and networks at their core are not new, but in a break with the third industrial revolution, they are becoming more sophisticated and integrated and are, as a result, transforming societies and the global economy. This is the reason why Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT professors, Eric Brynjolfsson and Andrew McAfee have famously referred to this period as the second machine age, the title of their 2014 book, stating that the world is at an inflection point where the effect of these digital technologies will manifest with full force through automation and the making of unprecedented things. Hang in there, guys. In it's Germany, almost over. There are discussions about Industry 4.0, a term coined at the Hanover Fair in 2011 to describe how this will revolutionize the organization of global value chains. By enabling smart factories, the fourth industrial revolution creates a world in which virtual and physical systems of manufacturing globally cooperate with each other in a flexible way. This enables the absolute customization of products and the creation of new operating models. The fourth industrial revolution, however, is not only about smart and connected machines and systems. Its scope is much wider. Occurring simultaneously are waves of further breakthroughs in areas ranging from gene sequencing to nanotechnology, from renewables to quantum computing. It is the fusion of these technologies and their interaction across the physical, digital, and biological domains that make the fourth industrial revolution fundamentally different from previous revolutions. In this revolution, emerging technologies and broad-based innovation are diffusing much faster and more widely than in previous ones, which continue to unfold in some parts of the world. This second industrial revolution has yet to be fully experienced by 17% of the world, as nearly 1.3 billion people still lack access to electricity. This is also true for the third industrial revolution, with more than half of the world's population, 4 billion people, most of whom live in the developing world, lacking internet access. The spindle, the hallmark of the first industrial revolution, took almost 120 years to spread outside of Europe. By contrast, the internet permeated across the globe in less than a decade. Still valid today is the lesson from the first industrial revolution, that the extent to which society embraces technological innovation is a major determinant of progress. The government and public institutions, as well as the private sector, need to do their part, but it is also essential that citizens see the long-term benefits. I am convinced that the fourth industrial revolution will be every bit as powerful, impactful, and historically important as the previous three. All right. I know that there was a lot there. And 
But basically what that audio sample did was provide us with a little bit of historical context about the fourth revolution uh, and what it is and what we are experiencing. Okay. Because we're, we, we are in, we are in the middle of the fourth industrial revolution. This isn't some sort of futuristic, um, you know, uh, book of what could happen, you know, first and foremost, this book was published in January of 2017. This book was published almost six years ago. Okay. And yeah, this book is for those of you who are interested. Um, it's broken out into you know, six chapters, right? And the first one is the historical context of the fourth industrial revolution, which we just learned about a little more. We've got an, a chapter on drivers, you know, mega trends, physical trends, digital, biological, and then some dialogue on tipping points, a chapter on impact, economical impact, you know, growth, employment, the nature of work, a chapter on business, the impact of the fourth revolution, fourth uh, industrial revolution on business with uh, additional sub readings on consumer expectation, data enhanced products, collaborative innovation and new operating models. And um, furthermore, we've got national, global governments, countries, regions and cities and international security. And, you know, I guess the, the, the reality is I've read most of this book at this point, the last, the last, uh, the, the last of this is notes and a, a, a multiple appendices. So um, I've really read a, a considerable part of this, this book and um, you know, nothing, nothing really resonated so deeply with me while I was reading this as much as the chapter titled community chapter 3.4.2. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and read the whole chapter to you, especially after playing that long audio sample or the long sample of the audio book rather. But I am going to read the three most outstanding quotes of the book, which thus far, which seemed to be in this particular chapter. Quote, from a broad societal standpoint, one of the greatest and most observable effects of digitization is the emergence of the me-centered society, a process of individu individuation and emergence of new forms of belonging and community. Contrary to the past, the notion of belonging to a community today is more defined by personal projects and individual values and interests rather than by space, the local community, work and family. Close quote. That's the first one. The 
second quote that stands out to me reads as follows. Quote, there is the danger that the dynamics of sharing that typifies social media use can skew decision-making and pose risks to civil society. Close quote. And finally, the third quote in this chapter that stood out to me in the section titled Community 3.4.2 of the Fourth Industrial Revolution reads as follows. The tools of the Fourth Industrial Revolution enable new forms of surveillance and other means of control that run counter to healthy, open societies. I'm going to stop there with those three quotes because the following chapter titled The Individual, chapter 3.5, follows with dialogue about human augmentation. And we're not going to get into that today, but depending on audience feedback, we may cover this book in detail. Maybe even experiment with a book study ourselves. I'm not sure. We've entertained the idea in the past. We'll see what happens. Now, like I said, I've been reading this for the past um, past few weeks, past month or so, since all of the dialogue has occurred in the Telegram group and various communities about book studies and all the reading that everybody's doing. As a matter of fact, uh, scrambling out there is reading and sharing uh, uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Um, so, you know, check out his channel, subscribe to that, and, you know, get some insight into some of the actual content that I'm talking about right now, because there's a lot of people doing this. So it's got, it's got my gears grinding and encouraging me to take action on the books that I've currently started, but have yet to finish. So here we go. This is the one. Um, so yeah, like I said, I've been reading this and then compounded with a number of other occurrences in life. All of this has encouraged me to act on something I've been contemplating for quite some time. And that time, the time to act on this is now. So effective immediately, the show moving forward will be in a weekly format, which will be live streamed. I'm hoping to, you know, this way I'll continue the podcast, but I'm hoping to actually, you know, grow and engage the audience and have some some type of of engagement and uh you know make some adjustments so I've, I've yet to really determine the date and time of the upcoming weekly live streams they'll likely vary in date and time for the duration of the 2022 year because it's december 12th then we've got you know the 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 holidays so after the new year we'll we'll settle into that and figure out all the details hash all that out but um you know but but this book 
you know, um, is, is this the primary driver in what's making me act on, on, on this decision? No, 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 absolutely not. So, you know, with that, we're done with the dialogue on the fourth industrial revolution, uh, in large part for now. Um, but the reality is that I lead and, and live a busy life. I'm, I'm actively involved with my local community, uh, my work, including but not limited to this podcast and my family. Um, you know, all of that is who I am. The way I approach it is large part where I come from, how I was raised, and will likely be the, the path that I continue to choose moving forward. Having those three aspects of life be the, 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 the core components of, of who I am. First and foremost, my relationship with God. And then we've got all that. Um, but, you know, I, 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 as, as, we, as we talk about all of this, and as I talk about all of this, rather, I can't help but continue to think about the very first quote that I shared with you, which I'll read again here. From a broad societal standpoint, one of the greatest and most observable effects of digitization is the emergence of the me-centered society, a process of individuation and emergence of new forms and belonging and community. Contrary to the past, the notion of belonging to a community today is more defined by personal projects and individual values and interests rather than by space, meaning the local community, work and family. Now that final sentence hits it for me. Contrary to the past, the notion of belonging to a community today is more defined by personal projects and individual values and interests rather than by space, the local community, work and family. Why is that? I think a big factor into why that is, why we seek community more in terms of the values and interests that we share with those that we can find, creating our own personal projects, much like this, following those who are doing similar things. It's increasingly more difficult to find this belonging to community and why? Well, you know, societally, we're more fragmented than we are now. Or I'm sorry. Societally, we're fragmented more now than we've really ever been in the past. You know, in the past, say, in previous industrial revolutions, people were moving from the countrysides to the cities for big opportunities. 
now in the rising age of technology and the ability to work from home, we can generate income from anywhere. And if we are have 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 the appropriate skill set, we can up and move to Singapore for various reasons or wherever and leave our family, leave our local community and just, you know, build a new life. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I, I believe that, 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 that approach in many ways, shapes and forms is, 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 is identical to the way in which humans have evolved over millennia, you know, seeking new resources, following the availability of new resources. Uh, you know, this is, this is no different. The, 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 what, what, what is different though, is the rapidity in which all of this is taking place. It's happening very quickly. And, you know, as far as we are concerned, humans, you know, homo sapiens sapiens, maybe in the 21st century, Arthur Haynes is right with calling us a subspecies of humans. Homo sapiens variety or subspecies domesticus fragilis, the fragile domesticated human. But this is, you know, this is it. Um, and I think that while we are literally the same that we were thousands of years ago in terms of an, of an evolutionary standpoint, tens of thousands of years ago, most likely, you know, we're not going to turn this into an anthropological discussion or debate, but at the end of the day, humans thousands of years ago were very similar to the human of today. But the technological changes that have occurred in the first, second, third industrial revolutions, and ultimately this one, the fourth industrial revolution, this change that we are experiencing as humans is happening so quickly that in large part, well, I think actually wholly, we're not prepared for this. We're not prepared to deal with the technological onslaught that we are currently dealing with. And it seems like more and more frequently, even though I don't follow the news and current events with as much frequency as I used to, it is something that is worth taking into consideration. You know, that we are not, that, 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 that this is not, that we're not ready for this. But so what? It's here. It's now. So what do we do about it? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. And that's 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 an okay answer. 
and one that I don't think we all say enough or respond with enough. I don't know. Now, over the past year, there's been a lot of significant change in my life. And in many regards, I wasn't ready for a lot of the, 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 that change when it happened. But, uh, you know, anyone who knows, anyone that's an active listener of the show, anyone who's out there commenting, and anyone who's new to the show or listens to this in the future and then listens to past episodes will understand and observe the process of uh, of me trying to figure out the best way to do the show. And, and, and this change is no different. The transition to weekly podcasts in the form of a live stream is simply more conducive to the balance in life that I am trying to achieve at this time. Simple. You know, today's show began with an additional few words And I'm not sure if anybody caught that or is going to catch that down the road, but I mentioned that this is a show where we actively work to find and fulfill our purpose in life. Now, you know, there's lots of talk about goals and taking action on those goals in order to make it all happen. But like, I'm going to be honest with you guys, quite frankly, I'm behind in a few areas of life. Uh, the the change and transition over the past, uh, I've been saying six months. It's more like, eh, hell, let's yeah, let's say six months. I mean, June is really kind of when I went full time in the kitchen with pops, and uh, you know, here it's December, so um, yeah, you, you know, it's been it's been full steam ahead there and it hasn't been until recently over the past few weeks with slowed production in the kitchen and focused energy and attention elsewhere that you know kind of brought to life you know in addition to reading the this about the emergence of the me centered society and the subsequent quote about community I realized that a focus on creating content on improving myself, it has kind of resulted in the opposite. I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't feel I have a, I feel like I've got a sneeze coming on. So bear with me, guys. I don't, I don't necessarily feel like that's entirely true, but I don't feel. I also don't feel like I'm delivering the quality of message that I want to deliver with the frequency in which I'm delivering messages, right? So the reasonable solution is to make a change. And the change that I decided to make right here and right now, not well, you know, recently, but I'm communicating right here and right now is to decrease the frequency of delivering while focusing on an improved end result. So we'll see how this goes. And six months seems like an appropriate time frame to work with a new show format like this. And 
you know, part of the reason so much in life right now in, 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 in so many different areas of life, there's, there's a tremendous amount of synchronicity, things just happening. And, and, and I, I, I dare not call them coincidence because these, all of these events are just too, too coincidental just to be not aware and mindful of what's happening. So, you know, all of this, this, this show and the podcast, while I thought I was working to, you know, working steadily, consistently, daily, to find this life of balance in order to find and fulfill my purpose in life. I can't help but feel like much of this has become a distraction for lack of a better term. You know, over the past six months, like I said, even with all of the change and transition, you know, the participation in the great resignation coming full time here on the farm, which is a little bit misleading because it's not like I'm employed by the farm and work for the family business. The family business is growing and in its infancy, I'm doing my own thing with my own business, working with my family effectively as my biggest customer, trying to navigate all of that. And, you know, even still, even still with all of that, like it sometimes feels like I'm gliding into this comfortable complacency again, right? And I don't know about you, but that 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 whole comfortable complacency that, that that's dangerous waters, man. I I've been there before. I do not wish to return. And the 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 change in podcast format and 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 how we're doing things and the frequency and all of that is part of the corrective action to change course simple so you know with like i said with today being monday december 12th 2022 and if we're moving forward into weekly live streams what we're going to do is basically conclude the 2022 podcast season next week with a Christmas live stream. And um, I'm open, you know, I, I think it's just, I think, I think what we should do for like the Christmas live stream is just have a free for all. Just open it up. People want to call in, call in. Um, I'll, I'll make it in the evenings so that we can uh, maybe relax and have a have a drink, a hot cocoa, uh, a snack or whatever. But I think that would be a nice way to kind of just conclude the year, roll into Christmas, which is uh, Christmas Eve is Saturday the 24th. So, yeah, we'll do a Christmas 
a Christmas live stream special next week. We'll roll into Christmas. And then my hope is to take a full week off. And um, at that time, do as little as possible with regard to work. And anybody that's out there should tune in to this live stream because it it it's going to be epic. Uh, it sounds like we've got some special guests that might be tuning in, uh, a la bear suits. I don't know what's going on, but you're going to have to tune in and find out. I will definitely update the show notes and description with the time and date of the live stream when that is appropriate for future reference. And um, yeah, that's about it, guys. One final live stream to wrap up the new year, and then we'll take a week off between Christmas and New Year's to fully decompress, dial in everything that I've been working on and, uh, you know, just roll into the new year, ready to get after it and hopefully have some of those things finalized by that time. So that that week between Christmas and new year's can indeed be a fully restful and relaxing week. And I hope that if you're in a position to do the same, you can. And if you're not, then I hope you can find some time for yourself or with a loved one to simply relax and decompress and do whatever it is that you need to do to take some time for yourself because rolling into the holidays, it's crazy, it's stressful, but we've got to remember to do that. And quite frankly, part of doing that for myself is why the show's going in a little bit of a different direction. So don't hesitate to take your own life in a different direction, no matter what direction it needs to go. You know, if you're feeling out of balance or in some way, shape or form, you know, you've, you've lost the rudder, man, and you got to adapt and improvise and you can make something work to change course, to get you out of those dangerous waters, man, or at least steer clear of them until you can, you know, get to someplace, maybe even safe Harbor and rebuild that rudder and, you know, start over again. There's nothing wrong with starting fresh. There's nothing wrong with taking life in a different direction. Um, so that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Stay tuned. Um, yeah. With that, guys, that, that, that concludes today's episode. I know I mentioned the show sponsors in the beginning of the uh chat but what i want to do is just again mention them again and in the beginning of the show because you know if like i said in the beginning of the show if it wasn't for the sponsors this wouldn't be happening in this way food forest farms is making this happen with the streaming the video so many thanks to food forest farms check out everything that's going on there um Specialty coffee, air roasted, cool hip camp, a cozy Airbnb, just a lot of stuff that Food Forest Farms has to offer. And, you know, check them out. Um, and again, show sponsored by York Meadow Farm as well. Small batch, handcrafted, 
bath and body products and probiotic rich fermented foods listeners of the show viewers of the video get 25 percent off at checkout all around growth is the code and that will be running until you know orders are blowing up to the point where we can no longer support that um you know and thanks to the support and encouragement from the audience online sales have been going well we're still making some adjustments and, and how to navigate that best but uh yeah thanks to everyone who has supported us thus far with purchases there it's awesome it's greatly appreciated and um i don't really know what else to say other than i sure do appreciate all of your help all of your support and i sure would appreciate it if you gave a little love to the sponsors of foodforestfarms.com and yorkmeadowfarm.com so check that out christmas is right around the corner get the orders in soon and you know gift things that matter to the people you love by supporting people you love all right guys that's it for today we'll see you next week this is rob kaiser and thank you <laughs>